Let's go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? What's up, everybody? Jeff Sintel, DogNation.com, on the cozy confines of the back porch here in lovely, idyllic Woodstock, Georgia. What do they call it? Chamber of Commerce type day here in uh, Cherokee County. Well, that's what it is. And hope you guys are doing great and ready to join us for all things Georgia football recruiting. It's what we do here every Wednesday, brought to, the, brought to you by a great partnership with Kroger. Let's see what's been happening since the last time on our uh, Dog Nation time, Dog Nation channel on Wednesday night. Georgia picked up a commitment. It was one of those, I guess, Kirby Smart special recommitments where Georgia um, welcomed back somebody that had decommitted from the class. Follow along with me here now. Uh, Jared Wilson was feeling some type of way about Georgia with Sam Pittman, October, November, committed in early November. Then decommitted, um, I believe it was in February, uh, after uh, the transition from Sam Pittman to Matt Luke. Then he committed, which seemed like a very steadfast and stout. Let's just call it what it is. It was a stout commitment um, to North Carolina. All those North Carolina boys were staying home. He had a dual announcement with Ra-Ra Dilworth, Rhaenyria Ra-Ra Dilworth. Remember that active inside linebacker for Georgia that it targeted in the 2021 class. But Georgia kept chopping wood. Let's use that phrase. Georgia kept Matt Luke kept talking to him. Kirby Smart kept talking to him. And we had a flip back into the Georgia class. Now, he becomes the lowest rated member of the Georgia class of the 11 public commitments. He's a three-star. I believe he's the nation's number 22 guard, number 392 overall. But this is one that the Bulldog staff is quite happy with because uh, just the scouting report on Jared Wilson is he runs around at 325, 330 pounds like his feet are on pillows. That's the, that's the description I'll always remember from his high school coach, Adrian Snow, out of West Forsyth High School. Oddly enough, the same high school which produced K.J. Henry, the former five-star who really considered Georgia a couple classes back in the 2019 class who's now at Clemson, but uh, Georgia welcomed a commitment since the last time we spoke. That's something to raise a 6 p.m. evening social glass to, but uh, first and foremost, guys, we've got to talk to Amarius Mims since the last time we spoke. You've seen some drips of those stories on our dognation.com. As Brandon, my buddy Brandon would say, the world-famous dognation.com platform. Uh, you've seen articles about, you know, really the eight big things to look for in his recruiting. You've seen a photo gallery of that monster young man in action at practice. You've heard about the uh, relationship with Brock Vandegriff. And guys, we got a lot to get to with Amarius Mims right now. Uh, some seismic things he says right there. Do you look at that CGI right there, that little shake of the table right there? Lots to cover here with Amarius Mims. So much stuff with Amarius Mims. We've got a six-foot-eight sized update this week with the Marius Mims. You got two parts. Let's listen in right now. Dog Nation, one-on-one with the Marius Mims. Here comes part one for you right now. 
Well, actually, I mean, I don't try to block out the coaches. I mean, uh, eventually I'm going to help come into one of the schools, so I have to get a good relationship with a bunch of coaches, I mean, on that coaching staff. So, I mean, relationship, I mean, me talking to the coaches, it's been good lately. I don't try to block them out. I mean, I talk, I talk to a lot of coaches each day. Georgia, my, well, my top five, I talk to all the coaches every day, just everyday thing. So, I've gotten used to it. Everybody, huh? Yeah. How much, give me a ballpark figure every day. How much are you talking to a coach? Whether it's Zoom, FaceTime, text, or whatever. Oh um, man, I probably say I probably get a call every day from at least two to three coaches on each on each from each team in my top five. So yesterday I got a call from Coach Cochran and got a call from Coach Luke, Alabama. Got a call from um, Coach Sal. Got a call from Coach Flood. Then um, t- um, Tennessee got a call from Coach Felton. Got a call from Coach Friend. And then um, um, Florida State got a call from Coach Dillingham. Got a call from Coach Atkins. And then at um, I ain't with the other one. That's good, that's good, that's good. Auburn. Yeah, Auburn, I got a call from Coach um, Coach Big Nan. I got a call from Coach Steele, so I talked to all of them. Talked to all of them. Oh, yeah. Do you, I, mean, I mean, you're a respectful kid, smile a lot, you got a great personality, but do you have to go, Coach, you're the seventh coach I've talked to in the last two hours. Does everybody get nine minutes, or how do you, how do they do that? Do they well, give you nine minutes, or how does that work? Well, how it works is most coaches, they, they just say, we're not, we're, we're going to take up too much of your time. So, I mean, I don't mind, I'm, I don't mind talking to them. I mean, like I said, and I'm going, I'm going to be, I'm going to be with one of those coaches for the next three to four years, so I have to build a relationship with them. It's consistent. The has been consistent, like, every day. We, I talk to Coach Luke every single day, Coach Cochran every day. I mean, man, Coach, man, Coach, I'm um, smart. We talk a lot, but we don't talk as much as dog. Man, Coach Luke talk. But yeah, it's very consistent. They, they recruit me consistently. So, What are they saying? I mean, they, they just um, saying, like, they lost on TJ in 2021, so they say I'm very important. Like, they got to have me. Coach Luke Jordan. See? Coach Luke calling now. <laughs> That'll probably be in the video. Um, what's the relationship like with Brock? How's he going about it? Um, Brock, oh man, me and Brock, oof. We go way, like brought my guy. Like we talk about everything, crew wise. Even if it's not Georgia, we still talk because we just have that relationship. Like, like me and Brock is definitely more than football. Like we talk, we talk, we text him right now. Like we just text about fishing and everything, anything. We just talk, we just talk to each other about. But now, I mean, he's, he's definitely recruiting me. He wants me to come block for him. And we have built a relationship where we gotten close. So, is he gonna know before everybody else? Are you gonna tell him before yeah. everybody else? I feel like yeah, he'll be probably the first one to know. Will he know before the Georgia coaches? Probably yeah. Why? I mean, that's my guy. I mean, I can end and down and be blocking for him. So he come let, I'm gonna let him know. What would it be like? Let me be fair and balanced here. What would it be like <laughs> if you have to tell Brock, hey man, feeling another place, man? What would that be like having to tell him? What do you think his reaction would be? Oh man, it'd be like somebody gonna kill this dog probably. It wouldn't be good. But I mean, I feel like he'll support me either way. But Biggest draw for Georgia, what is it for you? When you think about it, you boil it all down and do your checks or whatever. What's the biggest draw for Georgia right now? So I probably say relationship, really, like because I mean, like I said, Coach Lou, he's a new coach, he's just coming in, so I probably say that relationship with him, like as long as we're keep building a relationship like we're doing now, with everything out, everything be good. But other than that, that's really it. Plan time, it'll come as long as I play hard. I think it was a what was it, a commitment date. Reverse? Oh, yeah. Or is there, is there, is there a rollback? I yes, sir. Be a rollback, yes right? sir. It's actually like I, I had my date set for October 14th. Then I moved up to August 15th because I figured I had my date. Um, well, I figured I had a date and I figured I had my mind made up. So I didn't. Turns out I don't have my mind made up. I'm not going to have my mind made up. So I kind of moved it back to the same date, October 14th. What happens on October the 12th when you ain't got it? Oh, I'm going I'm to have it. I'm going to have it. What makes you say that? I just know I'm having it. I mean, like right now, I just feel like I needed a month or two just to sit down and just think about everything, just think about 
where I feel comfortable, where I have, like, like where I'm be, um, where I'm being in a good position to play. So relationships. So it's basically I, I just need like a month or two, and I'd be good. That's it. Darcy, FaceTime video. Oh my. Do you think you would have been committed by now in a normal year? Oh yeah. Why? I mean, I probably say because I, I, I definitely got the feel. I would have been on more visits, been around, been around the coaches, been around the players, been around everything. So yeah, I'll I, I probably say I'll probably be committed by now if it wasn't for the coronavirus and all that good stuff. Maybe you've, you've never gotten this question before, but you're going to commit eventually. Maybe it's going to be October 14th. Yes, sir. You'll be 18 that year. 18. 18. Are you going to be done, or are you still going to take all five of your officials? I'm still going to take my officials. They let me. I'm still going to take officials. Yeah. Why? Why is that? Why is that cool? I, I feel like that's important because I mean, after after you commit, some things could change. I mean, they might not they might not recruit you as much, and then what if I what if I don't feel comfortable there anymore? What if a coach what if a coach leaves? Anything happen? I find out. I, I mean, like Coach Pittman. I mean, I was I'm gonna be honest with you. I was about to commit. To be honest with you, then I noticed like he didn't. I, I didn't talk to him for about a good week or, or two weeks, and then I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he about he, he probably about to leave. So I'm pretty sure I had an idea. He was going to leave where anybody else really did. So that's the reason why I kind of held that off. You know, sometimes, Amarius, you've been out there and you said, this is my leader, and then you said, no, not anymore, and, or these are my co-leaders. You might want to, you know, I understand the game. You might want to keep it muddy right now because you got a couple of months. But where, are you at any sort of level where you say, it'll probably be these two, it'll be these three, I have this one? It, what can you? What do you feel like sharing about that right there? I mean, right now, as I say, like it's been kind of like lately, it's been like an even playground. I feel like nobody, nobody. I don't. I don't feel like I have a leader right now. I just feel like I'm just gonna let it play out. Like wherever, like I said, wherever I feel comfortable, wherever I have better relationships, wherever I know I can go in. If I, like I said, I'm on my working hard, taking my spot. I mean, that's that's what it's gonna be. How would you compare how you feel about Georgia and Alabama? Is Alabama a lot like Georgia, but with the trophies or yeah. the tradition, or how do you look at that? I'd probably say what you just said. Yeah, probably like that. I mean, Alabama has a history of winning. Georgia, they've been on. I mean, they haven't won as much lately, but I feel like they're on. They're on to come up with winning. All right, guys, we're back. So that's the first half of the Amarius Mims uh, interview. We got two parts, and before we get to that, we're going to consider this the halftime portion of the Amarius Mims, maybe the six foot, eight and a half size segment today on um, Before the Hedges. First of all, what did you guys think about that? Were you guys listening really close? I'll probably tweet out a little a vignette, a little clip of it later. Did you see that when his cell phone went off? What were you guys thinking when you saw his cell phone went off? First of all, I didn't know this was a thing, but apparently in Blakely County, everyone, a lot of folks I, I encountered, their cell phones have a voice caller ID where it says, in this case, it was called from Matt Luke. And it was kind of hilarious because we tried to conduct a little experiment about, you know, how long we could go in an interview before his phone started blowing up or just what his phone, what his phone would look like when it started what, the blow up, what that would look like uh, in the midst of a, just a 20 minute stretch of his day. And, you saw a little bit of there with, I think, a FaceTime call from a friend, but then also uh, that call there from uh, uh, he was getting from Matt Luke uh, in the course of our interview. Really interesting stuff right there. You, you saw I wanted to make sure I didn't cover up too much of the video there when he was speaking about Brock Vandegrift and that connection they have. We'll get into that a little bit later, but it very much seemed like those two guys are boys. Um Lloyd Dog, I'm getting uh, feedback from Lloyd Dog on YouTube. It says the live feed keeps dropping. Colby Curry says he's countryer 
then creek water uh mark morris weighing in uh noah sheldon 500 here uh brian mcphail let me know if i've dropped off you guys are mentioning i've dropped off uh what did you guys think you know youtube facebook i'm going to jump over to you in a second but did you guys hear that part was it was it clear about uh was it clear about the chance to uh hear his voice caller id go off and you heard matt luke call from matt luke i kind of thought that was hilarious uh listening to all that um but like i said we have two parts two parts of our conversation with uh amarius mims this one, we're going to jump right into it. Uh, I'm going to kind of set the stage for it. This one uh, is about all things schools. I asked him to roll through his top five. Folks, remember his final five is what it is, and it is uh, Auburn, Alabama, Florida State, Tennessee, and Georgia. What does he think about those schools? What's the first thing that pops into his mind when uh, those schools those schools are mentioned? Let's take a listen right here. Amarius Mims, part two of our conversation here on Dog Nations Before the Hedges. So, your top five, your final five, V5. Uh, let's start with Alabama. Let's try and go in alphabetical order. When I say Alabama and you start, what pops into your mind about the chances of being a member of the Crimson Tide? Man, national championship. I like to win. I don't like to lose. And Alabama's not really long for, they're not long for losing. So. Auburn? Auburn. I'd probably say Auburn really has that home feeling. Like when I went on those visits, I felt like, man, Auburn's a great play. Florida State? Florida State. I mean, I probably like the atmosphere that, like, I feel like they're underrated. I mean, I feel like people don't, like, care them much. I mean, I mean maybe they had a couple years going down, but I feel like they're going to be going to come up with new coach stuff. Is that the school where you feel like you can jump in and play immediately? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that the one of your five that's, oh, yeah. like, that's where I can come in and oh, yeah. make the job the quickest? Oh, yeah. What would be the next school after that? Would it maybe be Auburn? Tennessee. Be Tennessee. Tennessee, Auburn. Georgia. I mean, when you think of Georgia, what comes to mind? Georgia, man, atmosphere, man. You know, I got a relationship with Brock. He's committed. You know, I got, I, I got a good relationship with 20, some of the 2020 guys. So it's just relationships. And then I feel like home there, too. I mean, I, I've been there so many times. And I think the last school in your final five would be Tennessee. What comes to your mind when you think about Rocky Top? Oh, man, it's just, I feel like Tennessee, man. They they fan base crazy, man. Oh, yeah, they love talk, Rocky Top love me for some reason. I don't know why, but, I mean, I probably said it. Definitely, I feel like when I went to Tennessee, it's definitely I felt that home feeling too there. I know, like, I feel like if I were to do good, I can get on the field freshman year. Easy. Let's have fun with this. Which fan base um, is the craziest on social media? Tennessee. Why? Easily. Oh, man. Every, every, like, no matter what I post, I post a picture of myself probably walking down the road. Go balls. <laughs> they post new oranges. Oh, man. It's definitely Tennessee. Which one has maybe shows you the most support, though? Is that still Tennessee? Tennessee. Um, which one says the funniest things? Tennessee. Tennessee. Um, which school Which school do you think has the best academic path for you? Have you uh, thought about that and your, your, how it matches up with your major? Whew. I'll probably say, I mean, I probably say, um, well, the school, the school actually not in my top school, but Florida probably. I probably say that it'll be Florida, or either Georgia. But I mean, I talk. I mean, when I talk to all the schools, they all say the same thing about my like the path where I'm going because I'm supposed to be like I'm on, on sports management, so that's the way I'm going. So, which school has the craziest and most dope facilities? Oof. Man, my facility, Alabama, man. I love, love that facility. Alabama had a good, nice facility. Then I'd probably say um, Georgia has a nice indoor. I love that facility and how they um, have that laid out. And I'd probably say um, um, Tennessee. I like, I like their indoor. love their indoor. Closest connection with guys currently on the team, what would that be? Closest connection? Oof, I'd probably say Auburn. 
because um, we got Romelo Hype, the guy from um, Dublin. We played on our rivals. I mean, we've played them. I'm cool with him. I'm cool with a guy from um, Callaway, Tank Bisbee, Tate Johnson. I'm cool with those guys. We talk a lot. Which coaches do you feel like you know the most as a whole, or maybe you've spent the most time on the phone or talking to? Set coach as a whole. Coach Smart, him, me, me and him talk a lot. Like head coach wise, talking about head coach. Yes, yeah, I'd probably say Coach Smart, Coach Malzahn. We talk, we talk a lot. Me and those coaches talk a lot. What's so, Kirby like? Oh man, he's he's energetic. He gave him, he, 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 I say he got the juice. He like he, he got the juice. I, man. Hear, I hear it's a funny story. The first time Kirby saw you. Oh yeah. And I, maybe we need to make it a PG story or whatever. Oh yeah, he dropped some bombs. But what was what was that like the first time you saw? Him? <laughs> I just started laughing. Like I came in the room and he just like sitting down. He just like jump out, jump out of his seat. Like man, his action was was funny. I ain't gonna never forget that. I think I got this story right. I think Brock told it to me. The first time you were at Georgia was with Brock, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. And that, maybe that was Brock's first time. I'm not sure. But maybe it was. I think so. It, actually, I, um, it was one time. It was before before we even met. And then the second time, it was like because we didn't talk the first time we went because I, I, I mean we didn't really know each other. But then like later on, like before like the coronavirus and all that stuff happened, we saw each other again. That's when we finally talked. Man, he was like, whoa. Didn't Kirby say something like the first time you guys were together and it was an early time and he said, all right, you're going to be blocking for him or he's going to be blocking for you. Did yeah. he say something like oh, yeah. that story, right? Oh, yeah. You remember that? What was, yeah, I remember what was that. that about? Yeah, I mean, we um got dressed and all that good stuff. And he was like, oh, oh, there's a duo right here. He was like, I see this happening. Right. He was like, yeah, you go, you go over and get that field taken. He was like, you go ahead and get in that left tackle stance and brought, you get in the quarterback stance. He was like, y'all going to be blocking for him. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what he said. Uh, Maris, different thing I got to ask players this year. Um, name, image, and likeness. You know, they're going to do your logos. You, you might have the chance to earn some endorsement money at school. Is that something that's already registering with you and it's a part of the, the decision-making process now? What do you think about that? I mean, I feel like it'll be an important part. I mean, they haven't finished with all the rules and all that good stuff yet, but I feel like that'll be major. I mean, like, say for instance, life, I did stay home. I feel like I'll probably get, like, more off that. I mean, maybe because, I mean, it's cock in Georgia. I mean, everybody loves Georgia down here. People probably buy my buy my jersey more than the same as I went to uh, Washington State or something like that. I mean, I feel like or uh, California or something like that. I feel like that if I were in Georgia or somewhere close around, like close around south, they would definitely buy my jersey. How does Georgia tell you about the chance to play? Do they say if you come in, you fit the mold, and if you do X, Y, and Z, you will, you'll have every opportunity? Is that how they break it down? To yeah, that's basically how they do it. Basically, like, like you're not guaranteed anything. He was like, one thing he can say, he will live, definitely be repping in um, if I'm good. He's like, he felt like I'm good enough. I'll be starting off with the twos and all this good stuff. That's what Coach, Pitt, um, Coach Luke has told me. He was like, I feel like I don't have, like, he said, I have the mindset for you that you don't come in. You don't be like some school, like just somebody to hold bags. He was like, I have a feeling like you can come in. You can actually be like, you'll be competing with the left tackle spot as soon as you come in. Um, Amaris, Mims, thank you for your time. Yes, it fun. It sounds like this is fun to you. I was coming down here wondering or not, like, this guy's stressed out. He needs more time. It's hard to be a kid. He can't sleep at night. And it, it doesn't seem like any of that's going on right now. I'm good. I'm good. All right, guys. Amarius Mims. You count both of those segments and you put them together. That was about 12 good minutes. With Amarius Mims, I know maybe you have read some of those comments on DogNation.com, but not all of them. Saved a lot of that stuff for our Before the Hedges audience. Still got one other, let me call it granddaddy long leg story, kind of what we try to do here about on Dog Nation coming on Amarius Mims. That's where we kind of define him as a young man and as a person and not just, um, hey, he's six foot eight, he's a five star, nation's number two offensive tackle. 
yada, yada, yada. I also want you guys to be really well-versed about what kind of young people, what kind of character they have and what kind of, just what kind of dudes they are that are going to go potentially going to go play for the university of Georgia. Um, I think one of the things I made sure that I kind of saved for this audience in this moment was some of Amarius's thoughts about name, image, and likeness. Now he brought up the Jersey Jersey's not really going to be a big thing, but the thing that is going to be big is like, for example, the ability to maybe, um, be a local endorsement, you know, for a car dealer, maybe a tractor shop, maybe other places around in his local community where, um, the fact if you're in living in Cochrane, Georgia, around a bunch of Bulldog fans, that's what the new legislation that's going through that should be probably decided on by January, February of next year, just exactly what a lot of those rules will be. That's something that Georgia is hitting really hard with the Marius Mims. And it certainly seems like he's listening um, just by the, the simple example he threw out there right there about the popularity of his jersey. I thought that was interesting. Hopefully you guys all thought that was interesting too. <clears throat> this is the part of our show where we think, you know, we're right around the median. We've been talking for about 15, 20 minutes now. And at that, it's at that point, um, you know, like everybody, like every kind of enterprise in this life, it's time to take a moment, sit back and thank and, and thank our sponsor, Kroger. Kroger continues to be a five star partner for Dog Nation on Before the Hedges, even when it was Wednesday night live, even when that back porch door was squeaking and you heard neighbor dogs, you heard young people playing baseball in the background. Kroger, kind of like my backyard, kind of like my neighborhood is there for all of our neighborhoods as well, especially during this uh, unique time in our, in our world and in our lives. With that, let's hear a special message from Kroger. We'll get back to the show in just a moment, but first, a quick word from Kroger. Kroger has made shopping for the groceries and household essential items that you need even easier by offering free pickup. Just shop online, choose a pickup time convenient for you, and Kroger will carefully pick out your order and bring it to your vehicle when you arrive. So the next time you're ready to shop at Kroger, take advantage of the free pickup. It's just another way that Kroger is fresh for everyone. All right, guys. Next up, we've got a busy show. We're just going to kind of rip through right now. Um, three kind of, which I would call staples or table stakes of every Before the Hedges program. Those would be in order. We've got two of those, you know, and a new one that's going to show up this week to kind of, I feel it's a feature that would kind of help everybody crystallize and focus in on what to expect coming down the track in the coming months. But first off, let's take a look at that commitment board led by Brock Vandegrift, the five-star quarterback, uh, doing a lot of, um, I guess I would say, personal tours um, around the Athens area, places to eat, breakfast spots. Did that with Brock Bowers, um, doing that with expecting to do it with that with a lot more um, recruits in this cycle. But excuse me, Brock Vandegrift, he did that for Brock Bowers. They went to breakfast together with Chaz Chambliss. But um, rankings haven't really changed much over the last couple of weeks, and that's deservedly so because really not a lot of stuff has been happening. There's been some trickle of camps for younger guys, and then some 2021 guys are showing up in there well. But if you look down the board. Uh, Georgia's second highest rated commitment is Micah Morris. Their third highest rated commitment um, is David Daniel. Not a lot of changes for those guys. It'd be interesting to see when David Daniel's ranking changes to a pure safety. He's still rated as an athlete right there. 
Um, going down the list, you got Lavoisier Carroll, Dylan Fairchild, you know, lots of big names in the class. You uh, keep scrolling down the list um, on August the 5th, and you see names like Jonathan Jefferson out of Douglas County High School, Elijah Judy, that's another Philadelphia dog, Jamon Dumas Johnson, recently re-rated for a couple of shows now to inside linebacker. He's a top 10 inside backer in the country. Um, Chaz Chambliss, huge fans of Chaz Chambliss and the character, work ethic, integrity, toughness, physicality he's going to bring to the program in Athens. Adonai Mitchell out of Tennessee. Folks, want to keep reminding the, the unique variance there with Mr. Mitchell. He actually was a senior last year playing high school football in Tennessee, but the Texas native graduated earlier this year, and he's just spending this time right now, this fall, working on his game, working on his gra- on his grind, working out, polishing up his game for when he would enroll early at Georgia in January of 2021. And the final name you see on there, that's the update for this week, is three-star OG Jared Wilson, former Georgia commit, former North Carolina commit, now committed back into the class. And uh, I think it was very interesting. We'll get a look at that in a minute about his commitment tweet, how he kind of pointed the finger at himself and just said, yeah, he knows – he knows he's done some waffling and some flipping, and it's been really hard, but he asked for a little bit of a break because this recruiting stuff has been hard, hard, hard for him. Um, that is your uh, commitment board for this week. And now let's switch gears. Top targets this week. Got a new top target this week. Uh, let's start at the top of the list with, uh, I guess that would be the the Brandon Adams, speak it into the universe, George Pickens honorary slot. That would be Mason Smith out of Louisiana, the five-star. Surprising no one, Georgia sent out his official offer on August the 1st. Uh, Number 12 is the new uh, guy on the list this week. Look for him to make his commitment very shortly. Uh, LSU, Clemson, Auburn, uh, Georgia seems like the teams that are involved there. Kamari Lassiter out of American Christian that's in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. thing to remember about Kamari is he's got really good film. If he'd have gotten the chance to be seen and evaluated more during the spring and summer, I think he would have been an easy four-star. When you're choosing from the likes of schools like LSU, Clemson, Georgia, Auburn, Alabama, that seems decidedly so that you're a little bit more than a three-star. Kamari Lasseter is actually a Georgia native, so don't everybody get a little, you know, weak in the knee seeing that he's from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Uh, Number 11 is running back out of uh, Michigan, Donovan Edwards, really you hear a lot of Oklahoma, uh, Michigan, Georgia with Donovan Edwards. And if it doesn't um, wind up Georgia getting the chance with a visit to really make a strong pitch with uh, Donovan Edwards out of Michigan in this class, I'd look for Amari Daniels out of uh, Miami Central in Florida to be another name at the running back position. Georgia would look at there. Number 10, Shamar Turner out of Texas. Alabama's in there. Texas, Texas A&M is in there. I believe LSU is in there as well. Um, Shamar Turner, look for him, really thinks would heat up with him in Georgia once he gets to take a self-visit, that's what we're calling it, and then also a, uh, an official visit later on. He was thinking about making his decision sometime September, uh, maybe at the earliest. He was thinking about doing it before his senior season. Um, number nine is Dijon Nugget Warren. We've written about him. Georgia just made his top three uh, over the weekend. He whittled down his top six to a top three. Uh, in honor of his mother, uh, Shannon Walker. Um, she, uh, she has been a very huge and integral part of his life, so much that he called her OG. 
very interesting. If you guys saw that dog nation story, tell me if you did. Um, he said he likes a lot of things about Georgia. Uh, Major Burns is actually uh, being a very big help to the Bulldogs in this recruitment. He said, uh, Dijon Nugget Warren said that was probably his strongest relationship on the Georgia roster. Number eight, Nylon Green. Seen some of those cool edits pop up. Very good edit game. First of all, give credit where credit is due. Georgia's got some really turn up edits in their graphic design department. The department, you saw all the edits for the offer letters, but Georgia's been sending out some really cool stuff lately on Nylon Green and others. Uh, number seven is Terion Arnold out of John Paul II Catholic in Tallahassee, Florida. Look for that Dog Nation story. Still got to get that up on the website. Been really busy with a lot of things of Marius Mims, but when you guys get the whole scope of the conversation there with Terry and Arnold, uh, number six is Xavier Sori. He's out of uh, uh, Florida. He's now at IMG Academy. Uh, Corey Foreman is at number five. Everybody knows Corey Foreman, the big five-star defensive end. Rated number one or number two in a lot of folks' um, national list by the National Recruiting Services. Number four, Brock Bowers. August should be the month when Brock makes his decision. Uh, three is Smile Munden Jr. out of Paulding County. Um, Smile Munden Jr. is the five-star inside linebacker. Number two, Tyrion Ingram Dawkins. Now, one of the things I want to just kind of dial in some clarity here there is I think Tyrion Ingram Dawkins is basically at the number two spot uh, because it is a contested recruitment. Don't get me wrong. I think South Carolina, I think I think Tennessee, I think Georgia might be the, the teams to really reckon with right there, the major contenders there. But I think – really because of need after the loss of Marlon Dean and Georgia still, you know, look what's going to happen with Jordan Davis. Uh, he has a chance to be an early NFL draft pick after the 2020 season. Um, I think a big defensive tackle, a five-star ish defensive tackle like Trevon Walker, uh, like Jalen Carter, two guys that I expect to play a ton, probably end up being first teamers on the Georgia uh, line, maybe before, maybe by the end of the season, but definitely next season. Um, need to keep replenishing it with some All-American five-star level talent. That's what I think Tyrion Ingram Dawkins is out of Gaffney, South Carolina. And number one, this has basically been the Amarius Men's show so far today. Uh, the number one remaining target, biggest remaining target for Georgia, perhaps literally and figuratively. Did you guys see all that video we had, a practice video there of Amarius Mims practicing? Get him some purple pants. I think he would look like the uh, 2020 one model version of the uh, Lou Ferrigno or the Incredible Hulk, just a massive, massive young man, about six foot eight and a half, about 325 pounds. He's really changed his body to me uh, since I saw him play, since we all saw him play for the Royals of Bleckley County last season. Um, now, new feature this week. I thought you guys might like it. Let me know what you think in the comment section. But uh, we've decided to come up with a – um, I call it kind of like a, a, I guess, a timeline discussion. This is the information. According to my information, some things that are out there, everything that I can pull together. First things first, I got to give a disclaimer. These are 17, 18-year-old kids. Their minds, their opinions, their moods are always subject to change. But let's take a look at that. I've kind of I've curated and put together a lot of uh, Georgia's biggest remaining targets for the 2021 recruiting class. You should see them up on your screens right now. These are the kind of expected decision dates to give you guys a little bit of timeline about which one of these young men could potentially be 
the next to commit to the G in the 2021 class. Now you see there, you've got uh, Brock Bowers, Kamari Lasseter. Might be August, September for him. He's been wanting to make his decision before his senior year. Uh, Tyrion Ingram Dawkins, we just spoke about him. Now he's he's probably, I think if I'm counting my uh, uh, Tyrion Ingram Dawkins commitment watches or when he should be expected or could be expected to make a decision, I think I would need more than one hand to do so. Um, he's another one of those young men that would really be helped out by getting the chance to take more visits. Uh, Mary Smims, October 14th, that's his birthday. Donovan Edwards, Malcolm Johnson Jr., that's the Jet. The big nose tackle out of Ramsey High in uh, Birmingham, Tim Keenan. Nyland Green told me September or October would be when he's thinking about it, around the middle of the season. Um, Dijon Nugget Warren. Now, I spoke to him this week. I thought it was very interesting was Dijon told me that – or Nugget told me uh, – that there's the chance there that um, he might just get tired of it. He says he's his sleep schedule, get this, folks, is 50 shades of messed up right now, set up till 3, 4, 5, 6 o'clock at night. Um, he says his sleep schedule might eventually lead him to making a decision between Georgia, Penn State, and home state, Maryland. Uh, there, Smile Munden Jr., I think, I think this is my projection that he'll probably take that thing all the way to December, once, just wants to keep waiting on visits. Xavier Sori Jr. is going to be an early enrollee somewhere. You hear a lot of Alabama, Georgia, or Georgia, Florida uh, with Xavier Sori Jr. Um, he's at IMG, which means he will graduate early. Mason Smith, Corey Foreman, and then Terry and Arnold is a guy that has told me that uh, he'd like to take his decision all the way out to the February uh, signing date. Um, there you have it right now. Quick pop quiz for the for both the Facebook crowd and the YouTube crowd, I'd like to know, if you don't mind, I'm going to give you three draft picks. You can have any three names off that top targets list, or you can even pull in a wild card that, that you think is going to eventually be a Georgia guy that you'd sure like to have in the 2021 class. Let me know who your three top targets would be. I always like to take the pulse of Dog Nation and our fans, our viewers that watch us every, every Wednesday night. Who are your most wanted in the 2021 class. Let me know about that as well on Dog Nation YouTube and also Dog Nation Facebook. Wanna, let me know, YouTube, how's everything going with your signals? Have you guys been dropping in and out? I've heard that's been happening on Dog Nation daily as late as well. Um, this is a time of our show where we're going to take a look at some online chatter. I want to direct you to a bunch of tweets, uh, something that some things that caught my eye. Uh, let's go with the first one, I guess, which would be the most pertinent. That would be that Jared Wilson uh, commitment edit, uh, commitment notepad where he recommitted to Georgia and he flipped back into the class. Uh, look at that right there. He just discussed how hard it was. Um, very interesting to see him flip back into the class. Very agile would play guard or center for Georgia going forward. Let's look at the next one right here that caught my eye. This is from Lavoisier Carroll. Um, you see him right there with um, the edit from the Georgia graphics department. That's uh, Xavier Sori, and that's Terry and Arnold in the middle, and there's Lavoisier Carroll right there. Those guys would be Florida uh, commitments and maybe even for eventual Florida signees to Georgia in the 2021 class. Terry and Arnold, we spent a good time of our show last week chopping up just what type of player he is and what he means to the Georgia class. And also, we had some sound 
um, from Terry and Arnold as well about what um, what he feels about Georgia and how Georgia is currently recruiting him. Um, another another one of the, another one on our list for our online chatter to pull up is uh, let's look at this one from Brock Vandegrift, and this was in response to the story that we wrote earlier this week uh, on dog nation about the relationship between Amarius Mims and Brock Vandegrift. It was to the point that Amarius told us that you guys saw it in one of our earlier segments in our conversation with Amarius that uh, he says Vandegrift would be the first one to know. He says Vandegrift, he told us, as you guys just heard earlier in the program that, that Vandegrift will know his final decision, his final college decision before any coach or recruiter um and then brock's response there with this familiar uh surf wave type uh emoji uh on his twitter account was that's love brother hashtag go dogs um those guys are not just fishing buddies they take selfies together um if you had a broken down truck you would almost have what i would call maybe one of the perfect country western songs when it comes to the relationship between those two boys um right there um, another tweet I want to take you to is, and let me help you, uh, get this one right here. Recent 2022 offer out of Brookwood high school. He moved back from ING Academy. That is Sam Bacay. Uh, you see that M hyphen Bacay there and you wonder, yes, that's correct. It is, uh, silent. The, the M is silent. His family's actually from Cameroon. There'll be a dognation.com. Story coming up soon on uh, Sam and what that offer uh, meant to him. Uh, but six foot three, about 190, 95 pounds, clearly has four or five speed to me, at least is what it looks like. He's just transferred back in to the state of Georgia after um, being at um, uh, IMG Academy. He moves back. He, he spent his first two seasons of high school football at North Cobb Christian. He came back due to all the concerns with family-related concerns. Just wanted to be closer to home with everything going on right now during the global pandemic. Uh, the last tweet I want to show you guys, and this is a disclaimer, uh, is this is about a young man who goes to Johns Creek High School in Gwinnett County and um, touched, floored, moved, prayerful, whatever you want to describe it. That's what the Justin Hunter story uh, is for me right now. If you haven't seen it, um, I would encourage you guys to take a look at this tweet. Justin Hunter lost both of his parents on basically back-to-back days. They were diagnosed with the coronavirus. The next week they were gone. Um, and uh, as you see in his tweet right here and what he's written here, that's part of his Instagram page. I don't know how the young man holds together. Now he is a prospect that's starting to get some division two, division one, double a interest. I've gotten a few offers. I think most of those would be division three, division two, uh, interest, but, um, he's a linebacker type out of John's Creek, but what an impressive young man. You guys saw, I tweeted it out this morning, his CNN interview, um, man, Justin Hunter, the, the, he said he knows his mom and dad are in a better place. And he said, Hashtag God's got my back on this. It, this was all happening for a reason. He's now living with family. Uh, you know, basically, uh, there's a GoFundMe page that's been established for for Justin Hunter as well. And man, in a time like right now, I just I was just 
tremendously moved by that story and the perspective that that young man says they're no longer in pain. He says they're probably up, they're probably in heaven, in heaven partying. Um, one of the things in that scene in interview that really that just really impressed me was when Justin said that um, his father told him basically raised him that there's really two things you can do in life with adversity. One, you can just feel bad and wallow in it and think, think it's terrible or two, you can acknowledge that it's terrible. You can feel what you're supposed to feel, but then pick yourself up by your bootstraps and move on. And man, um, his mother and father have left this earth, but wow, what a son they raised there in Justin Hunter. I know it's not Georgia related. I know it's not five-star, not recruiting related, but I wanted you guys to know about Justin Hunter tonight out of um, Johns Creek High School in Gwinnett County. Certainly a young man that has earned my respect, and I'll be a Justin Hunter fan. I'll probably tweet out as much as I can, any workout videos, any practice videos I possibly can, because I want to see that young man's life uh, open up, and I want to see him realize that God's got his back and all things there as well. Um, guys, that's your online chatter. If you guys got questions, please hit me with them, and I'll do my very best to answer them uh, as best I can. I hope everything's working out better for the YouTube signal and the YouTube feed. Let me see. Uh, and, you know, one thing I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to drop a link in. This is probably the best link that, I, that I'm going to drop today at all. I'm going to drop a link uh, to his GoFundMe page for Justin Hunter. They have a $50,000 goal um, for that young man uh, going forward. And I certainly uh, hope they reach that. 350,000. I think they're already well over uh, 320,000 at this time. Um, Wyatt Fielden's got an update. Wyatt, how are you doing, sir? Uh, Brock Bowers. You know, we were hearing Brock Bowers should make his decision um, the month of August. I think it will come sooner rather than later. Um, very, very interesting. Really, Georgia and Washington to me appear to be the what you're looking at there. Washington, if we all look at the commitment board for the Huskies, those dogs already have two tight ends committed in the class. Uh, Jerry Dogs fan. I agree with you, sir. Totally. Um, uh, Jimmy Hoskins' top threes. He wants Mims, Nylon Green, and Corey Foreman. Checking out YouTube. Let me see what's going on on Facebook. Uh, Robert Reynolds, man, my night's going great, man. Uh, I got the chance to talk about a young man named Justin Hunter. Share uh, just how impressive that I think uh, he is, and uh, hopefully you guys didn't mind that. Um, Joel Moody wants to know, who do I think is the dominant and the rough recruit for Georgia that's not a five-star? I've got two. Uh, really easy to put together. Dylan Fairchild. Uh, Dylan Manchild is what some of his teammates call him. 
Uh, I think that guy would be right up there. I think Jonathan Jefferson, uh, the defensive end, who's now about 275 or so, defensive tackle, three technique, five technique type. I think those guys are the diamond in the rough, non-five-star recruits. Uh, yeah, Jan Armistead, I know exactly what you mean. Prayers and blessings for Hunter as well. Um. Noah Sheldon makes a point that uh, the Georgia staff should offer Justin Hunter a scholarship. Would be a great preferred walk-on. Uh, Hugh Nash got his top five in order. Mims, Foreman, Mondin, Bowers, Mason Smith. I tell you what, if uh, if uh, Brent Hunter, man, I'm glad you, I'm glad I could make you laugh. I am definitely not a, a 90s country type guy, uh, more like 90s hip-hop, uh, Tupac, Biggie. 2000 hip hop. Uh, I like all kinds of music actually, but uh, I got a lot of friends who like a lot of Dave and Alan Cobra Hunter, and uh, that just popped into my head right there on a live feed. Uh, Joel Moody wants another five star defensive tack. Dante Green. Dante Green. Excuse me. Where at, Dante? Going through the feed here. I hope you guys got to see that um, list I put together of kind of expected decision dates for a lot of these guys. Uh, Brett Hunter says he would like top three. Wow. Bowers, Mims, and Foreman. Man, Brett Hunter uh, definitely wants a very high estimation for the skills of Brock Bowers for sure. Um, guys, anything else on your mind? Anything else going on? I want to make sure that I can catch a lot of your questions and concerns uh, hope you guys got a chance to uh yeah cody ledoux i agree with you on youtube everybody wants arnold he is a legit top 100 player number two safety in the country right now in 24 7 sports and i think that's about right um wide fielding has a top three of green nylon green arnold and Tyrion Ingram Dawkins. Interesting. Uh, watching everything that's going on. Hope you guys are uh, having yourself a great night. Let me check one more time on Facebook. Uh, one more thing that wanted to bring up, guys. If you haven't already, think about the Apple podcast platform. Before the Hedges has been on there, I think we're probably 26 episodes deep right now. Did you know that? Before the Hedges was now available for you to catch it as you zoom around uh, on your commute or on your daily run or when you're in the um, when you're in the gym on the spin bike, whatever it may be, uh, on the golf course, uh, in the driving range. Before the Hedges is now can go with you. You can listen to that in podcast format. You'll hear all that information there uh, of our interview we shared earlier in the program with Amarius Mims out of Blakely County in Cochran, Georgia. Uh, again, that, that podcast is now also available on SoundCloud, um, Spotify, and everything else like there as well. If you haven't enjoyed it yet, if you haven't tried it out yet, tell a friend, tell somebody as well that Before the Hedges is now available, has been available in podcast format, even dating back prior to the uh, coronavirus and everything else. First and foremost, Jeff Sintel, I want to say thank you to everybody for joining us so far. Thanks to everybody at Kroger. Uh, if memory serves, there will be another cover four live tomorrow with Connor Riley, Brandon Adams, Mike Griffith, 
and that Centel kid as well, talking all things Georgia football. Have you guys heard about our Inside the Huddle, which shows up? Uh, uh, the first one had some great response. It's kind of like an insider-only um, intimate chat where you guys can hang out with some of the Dog Nation staff, get your questions answered, and, and hear some real kind of like water cooler or um, tailgate level discussion on all things uh, Georgia football. Um, that first one will be with Brandon and also Mike Griffith. I would look for that um, endeavor to uh, populate. And there'll be some recruiting chats along the way as well, where you guys can talk, we can hang out. Maybe we can enjoy a beverage together and talk about all things Georgia football recruiting. Um, and there you go. Um, might need to keep your eyes on the pages of the world famous dognation.com for some more updates about future events like that. Guys, it's been fun. We've dashed through a lot of topics. I think we had the longest interview in the history of Before the Hedges. That was a 12 minute and 20 second interview with Amarius Mims, and it's quite fitting because that's the biggest prospect we've uh, talked to and charted for the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, and that he is in the 2021 recruiting cycle. For everybody at dognation.com, from Michael Carvel, punching the buttons um, with our feeds on uh, Dog Nation YouTube and Dog Nation Facebook. From all of us, to all of you, have yourself a great Wednesday night. Enjoy it. Uh, things could be worse, guys. You could be moving. And, you know, I know some people that are actually moving this week. And be thankful. We've got lots of things to be thankful for. At least you're not doing that. We'll talk to you later. Check out dognation.com. Check out the Dog Nation forum. And we'll see you later on the pages of dognation.com. Let's go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle.